In conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level, introduce to you God's Word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Colopring. God bless you as you listen. Praise God. John chapter 8, verses 31 to 32, then the same John again, chapter 15, 8 to 10. John chapter 8, verses 31 to 32. Then John chapter 15, 8 to 10. Then 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Verse 32. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. John 15 verse 8 to 10. Then 1 Peter 2 verses 21. Then we start studying from there. Herein is my father glorified. That you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. As the father loved me. So have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Verses 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. First Peter. First Peter chapter 2 verse 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Go back again to John 8 verse 31 and 32 so that we continue our study from there. I will say amen. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believe on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. If you look at most of the things that Jesus said, you will discover the focus is on himself. Jesus never makes any mistake pointing at people. If you continue in what? In my word. Then said Jesus to the Jews which believe on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. If you continue in my word. Now, I want us to understand that very well. Jesus always emphasized on himself. The emphasis always on himself. Ordinarily today, we'll say he's selfish. He's proud. Why is it everything he's saying is talking about himself? But I don't think at this stage we'll think that way. The reason why Christ keeps talking about himself he wants us to understand that actually, the same way him had such communion with the Father, unbroken communion with the Father, 
intimate relationship with the Father. Him being the way to the Father. There is no other way until you have the same relationship with him. You cannot get anything from the Father. You can't get anything from the Father. You can't get anything from the Father. So, he don't want you to go through another source. He wants a direct encounter with his person. You know, most of times we have had encounters with so many men of God. But do you know many of us have not had an encounter with Christ? We have not seek to have an encounter with Christ as if Christ is dead. As if Christ does not exist anymore. And that's what Jesus wants us to know. That any day we can settle with him. That thing which we are looking for. We are going to get it without struggle. That which you are looking for elsewhere. You get it even at your doorpost. Sitting down in your room with Christ. In my work with God I discovered that he is not far. He is close to you. Very close to you. He's not far. <laughs> Instead of you going to just going to Japan, you better make Christ your personal friend that you can walk with day by day. Day by day. For personal and continuous encounter. That's why he kept telling them, he said, then said Jesus unto those Jews which believe on him. Believing in Jesus is one thing. But look at the next thing Jesus said. If ye continue in my words, that means even when you believe in me, you don't continue in my words, you are not my disciple. You are not my disciple. Believing in me is good. It gives you access to be my disciple. But wait. It's only when you continue in my words. It's only when you continue in my word that every word that I said to you, you take it into your heart. You live by my word day by day. Day by day. Day by day. In order for you to have an encounter, you interact with me every day, every second. That is the desire of Christ if we must get him. If we must get him. If we must get him. Encounter with Christ. You don't need to go everywhere looking for man of God to lay hands on you. Because the Christ you are talking about is there with you. Waiting for you to come. Waiting for you to come. When you continue in his world. When you continue in his world. You begin to enjoy what the disciples should enjoy. That is when you can say, you are a disciple of Christ. You are a disciple of Christ. Jesus said, if you continue in his word, that every situation that confronts you in this life, you will learn how to live only by his word. You will see every day, you will be having encounter upon encounter. Every day, encounter. And that is what he called us unto. He called us to have encounters with him so that we can be his disciples indeed. You can't be the disciple of a man whom you have not proved. The potency of his power. The potency of his word. You can't be a disciple of that man. You are sick. 
He had never healed you once by his word. And he want to go and tell somebody by his stripes you are healed. You don't know what you're saying. He has never healed you once. I mean once. Once. And you are telling others by his stripes you are healed. Let's pray. In Jesus name. By his stripes you are healed. In fact that your faith cannot carry the person. If the person hang on your faith he will die. He will die. I don't know whether somebody understands what I'm saying. Are you understanding what I'm saying? There are certain things you have not proved in this life. If you try to prove it and that place, God will say no. Go and prove it first in your life. Prove it in your life. Why Jesus was saying, if you continue in my words, the problem we have, we call ourselves disciples, but we don't continue in his words. Whenever there is challenge, we shift from his word and pick another thing to apply. You are not a disciple when you cannot continue in his words in all the troubles of life. Every challenge that comes to you, every challenge that comes to you, you can't call yourself a disciple of Christ because you go to church, because you're praying, because you believe. The Bible said even the devil believes and he trembles. He believes. If we believe, the only way we can prove it is that we have to continue in his word, words. In every situation of life, no matter what we face, no matter what we encounter. That's why somebody who has not been meditating on his word, living by his word, when you hear he has kidney problem, it's a surgery. So if he don't have money, he on the chair but God said, I have made a provision for him. But because he don't want to continue with my word. So at that point, he said, no, we can't continue with Jesus' word. So go tell him kidney. Go, go tell him kidney. <laughs> and yet, if you come tomorrow, he said, Jesus, I am your disciple. <laughs> Jesus will say, no, you only followed me halfway and stopped when there is trouble. You turn your back against me. You turn your back against me. You turn your back against me. Do you know, if we can stop being baby Christians and settle down with Christ and his world, he said, then Jesus said to those Jews which believe on him, if you continue in my world, then are ye my disciples indeed. So not just disciples with what? Mouth. Those disciples indeed are those that gave out their life completely. They know that they cannot live any other way except by the word of who? Of Christ. Except by the word of Christ. Except by the word of Christ. That's the only way they can live. That's the only way they can live. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying here? Go to 22. Verse 22. He said, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That is the issue. You shall know the truth. Please, what is the truth? Is there another truth that is more than that he carried your pains? Is there another truth that is more than that? I'm asking you, is there any other truth that is more than that he carried your pains and your disfigurement and everything that is wrong with you? He said, it is that truth that he is that can set you free. It's not the drug. It's not any other thing. 
So you cannot call yourself a disciple of Christ when you can't stand any challenge and use the word of Christ to dissolve it and get results so that you can be a disciple that goes to people and tell them, look at what Jesus can do. They ask you, has it happened to you? You say, yes. How did it happen? You explain. Won't the result come? The person will believe you. Who would have believed you that his kidney packed and is waiting for you to share testimony that you had headache and Jesus healed headache? And he was listening to you. He said, even when I had headache, I have to go to hospital myself. Uh, he will tell you, oh, you had only headache. And he went and back. Oh, God, you are not the right person to talk to me. Please go. Go, 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 go. And that's the kind of Christians that many of us are. Do you know this has caused many of us trouble? So many trouble. So many trouble. Are we saying amen? So you see Jesus saying, and ye shall know the truth. And that truth shall make you free. What is the truth that is more than his word? Please, is there any truth that is more than his word? The problem we have is our feelings. And one day, God used one word to dissolve feelings. So no matter how my body feels, it's not the truth. The way our body is feeling is not the truth. The truth is God's word. If you know it and stand by it, forget about it, the devil fizzle out. If he sees that you are standing, but the problem is that he will shake you, shake you, shake you. If it's money, he will shake you and know whether you will change. Are you understanding what we are saying here? So, knowing the truth that is in Christ, standing fame, standing fame, no matter what is happening, when your body is changing, say no. It's not the truth. He said, he that observed the wind, you can't sow. He that regarded the cloud, you can't reap. For thou knowest not the work of the spirit or how the bones is being formed. You don't even know when God heals you. You won't know. You don't know. So stop observing those things. Stop regarding the way your body is feeling. Believe the truth. Believe the truth. Whatever the truth that is found in Christ said about that case, believe it. For thou shalt know the truth. What would the truth do? You will be free from that thing. No matter what that thing is. No matter what the situation is. There is a truth that is in Christ. And that's why he said, my disciples, continue in my word. In my word. Don't go halfway and do what? And stop and start staggering. Start staggering. Look at John 15 verse 8 to 10. So we can't say we are his disciples. In every other area, even when God said you should love your enemies, it's still Christ speaking to you. So many of us will think there's no gain there. You know, when the enemy will deal with you at times, you won't know when you change your prayer. <laughs> if you have been praying, God help the enemies. Bless them. As Jesus said, you are very, very kind and soft. But one day, by the time they will give you trouble from every angle, you won't know when you say, Lord, it is written. So follow the witch. <laughs> you will just give the man the name witch. He say, witch, kill him. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
But yet, you could hear Jesus keep saying, if you continue in my praise God, herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Verse 9, as my Father loved me, so have I loved you, continue in my love. Verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandment and abide in his word, love, in his love. There's no way we can prove that actually we love him except we abide in his commandment. His commandments abiding in us, we abide in it. Then we can prove that we are abiding in the love of God. We are abiding in the love of Christ. I can't claim that the love of Christ is working in me when I'm not keeping his commandment. Not some of what he's commanded you to do. Everything that he commands you to do, that is what brings such interaction, such relationship that is deep. You are far from Christ if some of the things he say, you juggle it before you do. You think about it. Do I do it? Is it reasonable? Does it suit me or not? You have to look at it twice. You check the benefits in it before you can do. If this one will not benefit me, then I won't do it. How will it benefit me? How will it benefit me? When you are seeing people trying to kiss somebody, you are saying you should pray for them. <laughs> you know there are certain scriptures, if you come across it, you will first shake yourself and say, Jesus, can I do this one? This one is powerful. This one is difficult. Can I be able to do this one? So in that verse 8, Jesus began to say in John 15 verse 8, John 15 verse 8, Jesus began to teach them. He said, Herein is my Father glorified that you bear more truth. So shall ye be my disciples. So how can we be his disciples if we will not bear much fruit? And how can you bear much fruit if you don't have a deep connection with him? A deep connection with him. A deep connection with Christ. We can't bear such fruit if our connection with him is not how it should be. You can't have a much more encounter in your walk with Christ that will make everybody believe that indeed you are his disciple. You'll be looking for encounters outside there. In fact, in my work with God, I discovered that it's all about encounter. God called you to have encounter on a daily basis with him. You don't need to be moving up and down. As you interact with him, he speaks to you, you speak to him. He will give you an encounter in order for you to be bearing fruit for him. In order for you to bear fruit and bear much fruit, bear much fruit, bear more fruit for him. You can't bear fruit more than the encounter that you have with Christ. You can't bear fruit, I'm telling you, more than the encounter that you have with Christ. And you can't have deep encounter with Christ if you don't have deeper interaction with him. Deeper interaction with him. Check anybody who stays with Christ, gradually the person's knowledge is changing. It's beginning to have a deeper understanding. The wisdom of God is coming to be seated. Seated. There's no two ways about it. There's no two ways about it. 
You can't see that person who is interacting with Christ not changing to be like him every day. In every area of his of our life, you will see every day he encounters you in certain area. It might not be easy, but as he keeps speaking to you, as you pray, you are changing to be like him in that area. You are changing to be like him in that area. You are changing to be like him in that area. You are changing to be like him in that area. Nobody need to call you and start teaching you what to do. Nobody need to call you. In fact, I have said several times, any man, any woman who have not settled down enough with Christ, that person should not go to marry. Don't marry, wait. There will be trouble. No, there will be trouble, sure. Because the man will be doing the wrong thing. The woman will also follow him and do the wrong thing too. If you have settled down with Christ very well, are you understanding what I'm saying? If you have visited the quarry as a place where they will break you into pieces so that you'll be usable, and it's in the hand of Christ where He begins to break you. If your mouth is too long, get into the door. You say, No, the shape is not good. Let's break it down. When Christ touches you, when He speaks to you, you are willing to conform and obey every of His commandments. No matter what is happening, you see yourself, all you are pursuing is the commandment of Christ. Christ has said, I should love my wife. Are you understanding? Even as Christ loved the church. And do what? And gave himself. That makes you to see that washing the house, cleaning everywhere is no job. It's no job. Because in the first place, you didn't marry a cleaner. You do marry a cleaner. Nobody married a cleaner. Your wife is not a cleaner. It's not one at all at all. When she clean, clean and get tired, don't be angry. But she said she can't clean again. You can't hear that. Why are you fighting? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because the first place you never married a cleaner. Did you marry a cook? She's helping you. So when we keep reading the Bible, begin to understand that actually this woman is helping me. Are you understanding what I'm saying? She's helping me to cook. So when I come back home, I see food I eat, I should thank her. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. I should say thank you. Including your children. They are helping you. So every day we begin to learn. As he begins to teach us, we learn of his commandment. We adjust ourselves. We adjust ourselves. Are we saying amen? Verse 9, verse 9. As the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. Continue you in my love. Continue in my love. Continue in this love which I have loved you. Continue in it. Look at verse 10. In verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So, our love with God can be cut off if we will not keep his commandments. The extent of his commandment we keep is what defines how we have abide in his love. I can't claim I love the Lord when he says, do this, I will not do. Do that, I will not do. Serve me in this capacity, I will refuse. Do the other one, I will not do. I want always to do it my own way and not his own way. Not his own way. And God will say, no, you are getting it wrong. Everything you are doing is wrong.
do it my own way, not your own way. Do my commandments. So every day we go through the Bible. We are not going through the Bible to tell people we have read all the scriptures or the four gospel of Christ. As you read it, do it. As you read it, do it. Even if it's one chapter, you read a day and do what that one chapter said. It is better than the person who read from Genesis to Revelation, but he can't do one. Or he will select the ones he will do. And then go out and tell the people, have you known how many times I've read the scripture? It's not what matters. What matters is how many of the ones you read are you doing? How many of the ones you have read that you are doing? If we are doing, our life would have been wonderful. So glorious. So wonderful. So wonderful. So we only read, but we are not doing. We only read, but we are not doing. In First Peter, First Peter chapter 2, verses 21. For even here unto we are ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. You know, most of the times people think that suffering is only when you don't have money. Try and go to a woman that has money. A man that has money. But you want to obey everything that God commands. You see, there's a level of suffering the person is suffering. Because there are certain things the body will want. I understand it. But the commandment of God will say no to it. Go to the person. They will tell you the truth. There is no child of God that will not suffer. If actually you want to follow Christ. Go and ask. They will tell you. They will tell you there are certain things we would have loved to do. But Christ's commandment said no. Because of that, they did what? They dropped it. Some of them might even be that their husband is difficult. Though. Very difficult. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But because of God's word, they have to suffer it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? In order for them to do what God has commanded. Likewise, some of them, their wife, tough. But they have to suffer in order for peace to reign in that home. Following what Christ said, they have to suffer it. They have to obey. They have to do what God said. They just have to do it. They have no choice. They will say, ah, it is not me. Christ has made him my head. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Christ has made him my head. And she understood that my mouth is fixed there. My ear is fixed there. My eye is fixed there. My test is fixed there. So anything that is his test is my test. So you see her say, I would have loved it like this, but my husband said it's this way. I have no choice. Even if all of you gather together and say to her, but this thing is not reasonable. He says, it's reasonable to me. To me it's reasonable. Why? He said it should be here. They said, no, if it's here, you he fall. He said, let it fall. Eh, let it fall. No problem. He said it should be simple. Leave it there. And for God, who is she? She has abided in the love of what? Of the Father. I don't know whether somebody's understand what we're saying here. If we use our five senses to walk with Christ, we'll miss him. Honestly, we'll miss him completely. We'll miss him completely. Will miss him completely. Listen now, listen attentively. Some wives will think they are strong because they make their husband to bend to what they want. Did you understand what I'm saying? 
Some wives think that they are strong because they made the man to bend to what they want. And the man don't want to bend though, only that if he drag it, he knows the wife that this house will turn to fire. So he decided to do what? To be quiet. And he's just moving so that there will be no problem. Let me tell you the truth. Do you know what Christ is saying concerning that person? This one is not there. It's not in the love of the Father. It's not in the love of the Father. The same way also with the man. So the ability for you to obey what God said, even when it means that you will suffer, even when it means that your body will not react well, your body hates it, everything around you hates it, but God has commanded it. You have no choice than to do what? To do what he commands. That's when you can abide in the love of the Father. And watch what God will work out in your life. You will see yourself conform to be like Christ. And you are that person God will glorify. I will say in amen. That is when we can say we are conforming to the image of Christ. And we are also his what? A disciple. Can we say amen? Discipleship is a life of direct encounters and interaction with the master himself. In prayer, in his word, in service, and in following in his footsteps. It is not by proxy. No one can do it for you. No one can do it for you. You cannot say, go and be discipled for me. <laughs> they are discipling somebody for you. So that you will not be like Christ. No. You must be there yourself. You must walk with Christ. You must follow him step by step. You must agree with every bit of what he's saying to you. You must agree with every bit of what he's saying to you. You won't submit another person for the person to be trained. I submit my wife. Go and get training for us. It's a lie. You can't submit your wife. You can't submit your husband. The two of you must sit down and learn of Christ and grow to be conformed to the image of Christ. The cheapest way to destroy discipleship is for you to offer your wife. And your wife go there and sit down every day. And she's been discipled. And you sit down at home. And be doing your own. At the end of the day, there'll be trouble. There'll be trouble. So it's important. So it is one life rubbing on and changing another until it conforms to the desire and the shape. The shape that Christ presents. The shape that Christ presents. The shape that Christ presents. Are we saying amen? So there is something God wants to achieve in our lives. The disciples for each person is unique and peculiar. So don't expect that God will make your wife to be like you immediately. It's not true. It's not true. So when I was growing with the Lord, I thought that ah, my wife should just be like me. If I'm speaking in tongues, she'll be speaking her own there. Now, when you now see your wife is sleeping, when you're speaking in tongues, you look at her like this. Why you have no tongues? Let her get up and be speaking her own. <laughs> so now, when she's not speaking, you think she's devil. She's not devil. Though. Because how God deals with us is different. 
God is dealing with her. God is dealing with you. So, so what we normally do is that she's supposed to be like this. Why not? And before we know, we start comparing her with other women. If you see a woman preaching in the television, you see, she's quoting the scripture offhand, offhand. She's quoting it offhand. In the book of Malachi, chapter this, she will latch out the thing. They were not. He said, "Na, in the kwenye gani? He said, 'Achom kwa wanyam de 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 so most of the times we think that oh, why is my wife not like this? Why is my wife not like this? Why is everybody? No, it's not like that. And at times we think oh, my husband should be like this. My husband should be that. that. It doesn't work like that. It is Christ that will arrange how everybody's own will be. As he's dealing with this person, he's dealing with this person is different from the dealing with this person. He's dealing with this person is different from the dealing with this person. Look at the case of John. Look at the case of Thomas. Biko, Jesus, not Thomas, or no? So how come that Thomas wake up in the morning and say to them, all of them are rejoicing. Thomas just entered. They say, ah, the Lord has risen. He said, eh, for me, until I put my hand <laughs> Can you imagine? Do you know some of them would have said, are you stupid? <laughs> Some will even say, oh, slap you. Thomas said, I've finished my own. Until I put my hand inside the hand where they nailed him. Until I put my hand at it. Ah, me. I mean, I'm not following you people to go and witness that in your witnessing. It's only you that saw his resurrection and he appeared to you people. For me, he didn't appear to me. Me, I'm going my way. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Do you know Jesus didn't see that he has committed anything? Jesus had to come back again because of Thomas alone. The only reason why Jesus had to appear again was because of one man called Thomas. He appeared for you to know that it's because of him. He called him Thomas. Come, put your hand. I don't want to lose you. <laughs> you must go and witness. Now I'm asking you a question. If it's you, what will you tell Thomas when you come back? You are stupid. That's why they told you. You are Thomas. You are a stupid man. <laughs> you know, the problem we have in this world is so big. <laughs> you know, the way we deal with people at times, he had to come back. He called him Thomas. Come, just come, come, come. Put your hand. Do you know what shared me? I thought Thomas would say, Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Thomas, do you want to I thought Thomas would say, no, Lord. No, 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 Lord. You know, that's how some of us would behave. But Thomas said, he put his hand and do like this. Okay. What of your side? Turn your side. He put hand again. That was when he said, oh, my Lord and my God. Do you know many of the disciples there they were pretending? It was Thomas that made them to now see real is Christ. 
Some of them would have said, we would have loved to put our hand on but let's not say anything so that the master will not be angry. But Thomas said, no, no, this is not an angry matter. I have to go full length. So if I must go full length, because I know what I will suffer in the hand of these Jews. So let me be sure that he has risen. Lord, show me. Jesus said, put your hand. Okay, it's true. Otiyakia ba wobtaka se inan called my Lord and my God. He had an experience and an encounter with Christ that made him to lay down his life. He laid down his life. I will die for you, Jesus. So Jesus don't want that. He wants us to have such encounter too. So most of the time, if we are working with people. If they have not had such encounters in But do you think God is seeing him that way? Can you imagine Simon who was following Christ? He followed Christ and followed Christ. And they carried seven out of the disciples. He went a fishing with them. Is he not a saboteur? Jesus finished his work, commissioned them. He went back to heaven. And Simon, Nekatahanya said, Nam, Umunemata Kameha. Call naturally, we see near Buria to Kasim Nisho, do Kamaya. Kedo Maya Kandeme, Nagame Kwaso. I said, Now, when a guy calls a yes, this is a man that Jesus has ordained and say, Go and be fishers of men. He went a fishing, seven followed him. He didn't even tell them, Ebe Kunaga. When they turn and so they and they went there, they were fishing, and Jesus had to come back. And what did Jesus say to him? He called him. When Jesus finished doing all the miracles that he did, they caught fish, he roasted fish and gave to them as they finished eating. Jesus now called him again. Simon, Simon, love thou me more than this. Did he kill him? Please, did you kill him? Are you seeing how he walked with all of them? Each of them has a unique way he dealt with a person. Each of them has a unique way he dealt with a person. As they want to move away, he quietly called them back and fixed them again. And Simon said, Lord, you know I love you. He asked him the second time, lovest thou me more than this? He said, Lord, you know that I love you. The Bible said the third time, he asked him, he was not happy again. He said, but Lord, you know that I love you. He keeps saying, feed my word. Feed my word. After that, did he return back to fishing again? Did he return back to fishing again? So you can imagine if Jesus had said, He still knew, upon this rock, I'll build my... Is it not the same Simon Peter that did what? That denied him three times. Did Jesus cast him away? He still said, This one, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And you see the unique way that God deals with people. So, the same way, you might think this one is too slow. That one is too slow. Eventually, it's upon this rock he wants to build his church. The wicked vessel, it might be the one he wants to use to do great wonders. I will stop here. Just take the scriptures as I finish today. Look at the case again. The first case of Peter, you see it in John chapter 21, 
15 to 25. I will say in a minute. Now study about Simon Peter in John 21 verse 15 to 25. Then Thomas in John 20 verses 19 to 20. Then 24 to 29. Then look at again another case that we saw. You compare how Christ is dealing with people differently. Look at the case of the laborers in Matthew chapter 20 again, verses 1 to 6, but you read also 14 to 16. 1 to 6, 14 to 16. When Jesus met them, the first one he met at which hour? Matthew 20, verses 1 to 6. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. Verses 2. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into the vineyards. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. Verse 4. And he said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. Verse 5. Again he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. Verse 6. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all day idle? Now go to verses 14. After all this, when it is time for him to pay. Hallelujah. Now when it was time for him to pay, he paid all of them the same. And the other one that started working since, returned back to him and said, Ah, we started working since. How come you are paying all of us the same? This one just worked only one hour. At the 11th hour, you choose him. And look at what the master answered. Take that time is, and go thy way. I will give unto this last, even as unto, verses 15. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Is your eye evil because I am good? Verse 16, finally. So, the last shall be first, and the first shall be what? Have a lot. For many be called, but few are chosen. So when you look at these three examples, you will see the way God deals with every man is different. The way he deals with every man. And I don't want anybody to start asking, why are you doing like that? Why not you make my own child to be like this? No. God does not work like that. So we must be patient. When we come to discipleship, it might be your husband is the kind that that's the way you used to talk. That's the way you used to get angry. That's the way. Allow God. God will deal with his life and fix it by himself. All you need to do, go and talk to God in prayer. Don't conclude. That's the way you see your wife. You say, hey, hey, hey. no. Allow God. Go to God in prayer. God will fix everything. The way he deals with everyone and each of us is unique. Who would have believed that somebody like Peter would have come back to become what? The rock upon which the church will be built. Who would have believed that? Who would have believed that Thomas be included in the disciples? After all that unbelief. But he stood. In fact, with that Jesus made them to have a better experience of him. So the way God is dealing with you is unique. It's unique. So allow him to finish his work. Make sure you are submitting to what he's saying. 
Don't envy another person and say, why won't you deal with me this way? No. Can we rise on our feet as we pray? Ask the Lord to help you today. As you have enrolled into discipleship, ask him to be the one that is dictating. Until you have an encounter with Christ. Until Christ is formed in you completely. Until Christ is formed. The focus must be Christ. Whom you are learning is Christ. The objective is Christ. The curriculum is Christ. Everything is Christ. The focus must be him. Until it's formed in every area of your life. We are all learning. I am learning. You are learning. All we are learning is Christ. Lord Jesus, we ask you to help us again today. Show us mercy. Those areas of our life that we are falling short. Please raise us again. Cause us to align to your commandments. Cause us to do your word. To abide in your love. We are suffering is called for. Because we must obey you. Help us to suffer. We plead with you today. Help us Lord. Help us Lord. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meeting. Connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life transforming seminars for all in Sport Circle at E23, C2C Plaza, Mpokiti Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Angel.